Thanks to Love Racing NZ. You can find your next Kiwi winner at loveracing.nz. The great Butch Castles joins us. G'day, Butch. How you doing, Gareth? I am well. Plenty to discuss today, but from the weekend, Crocetti or Crocetti remains unbeaten. That's five from five for this Mark Galloper. Yeah, it is. He's really good, Crocetti. We uh, spotted him early, if you, you remember. You did, actually, we were, um, yes. We we're, were all over him, and uh, those that listened will have tickets at 30 and 20 to 1 in the thousand guineas in the two thousand guineas and look he's going to go around i think he's a dollar sixty at the moment he might even start shorter than that be the shortest price favorite that i can remember in that race he's a super galloper he's got a big stretch about him they took bad luck out of uh, the equation on saturday went to the front and when warren kennedy asked him to quicken he did it uh, in a twinkling and uh, got there very easily in the finish he's just a gorgeous example of the thoroughbred and the mile will be no problem at all to him. He is a superstar. So two thousand guineas is a dollar sixty now with bet three six five. That's why we all that's why we love you, Butch. That's just genius tipping. This is nearly as good as the driver who was tipping cylinder at sixty to one last year in the, the slipper, but you might be winning in that two thousand guineas. <laughs> Um, well, let's hope it's still very well to get the overs, but they've got to get the prize as well, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point you make. Um what about Johnny Johnny in that group three sprint? Yeah, he went uh, as he does, Johnny Johnny, straight to the front and defied them to run him down. It was a hell of a finished heads and noses over the first sort of four, five or six of them. Uh, I was talking to Warren Kennedy after the race on Habana. He ran third and he thought he'd actually won the way that it all panned out. It was only uh, the bobbing uh, head in the finish. Jim Chung entrusted with the ride, still a three kilo claimer, I think, and obviously no claims in a group race that weight for age, but uh, Jim entrusted with the ride. Pretty easy ride, Johnny Johnny. It's just go to the front, handled bars down, and hope he can hang on. And he did by the barest of margins. Ran time as well, broke 110, which is uh, a good gallop around uh, Tarapa. And uh, he's got a great win ratio, Johnny Johnny. Uh, I think that's maybe 10 wins or something like that from only 19 or 20 starts. So he's a winner, and uh, I'm not sure where he'll go next. Maybe they'll uh, count his bowl, and they'd have to aim up at a race like the Sistema Railway with him now because, uh, look, he'll be be handicapped out of uh, too many of those other races, but at set weights and penalties, he'll come into a race like the Sistema very well. And what about the latter team at base at Arapuni there? They've got a wonderful record in these feature mile races, and their four-year-old mare, this is dramatic, was too strong on the weekend. Yeah, she was. She's come back a, a much better horse. Look, she raced in the best company as uh, late as a two-year-old, then as a three-year-old, and she's come back a, a really strong mare, and she'll be heading towards the Copeland's Mile, a, a race that uh, Lisa won last year. Uh, yeah, she's uh, Bellato boy's been good to her winning mile races. So uh, she has got a great record at these uh, at these miles. She's had a good start to the season. The team out of Awapuni, the latter stable, and uh, look, this is dramatic. It's one of those uh, mares that's on an upward plane. Uh, she got into the race nicely uh, weight-wise. She'll go to the Copeland's Mile now and be uh, pretty competitive, I would think off a nice place in the handicap as well. Of course, the mares are well advantaged with that uh, mares allowance that they get anyway, but she'll slide into it. She's been to Rickett and travelled before, so that'll be no problem at all to her, and she's certainly one worth keeping an eye on. This is dramatic. All right, then. That's a look at some of those uh, feature races from the weekend. We go to the Manicato Stakes on Friday night, and your favourite girl in Parrot Trees at $1.50. Gee, she dominates the betting here. They tell us that she's never worked better would you believe, at Cranbourne last week. So um, she could just continue on her domination 
of our feature sprint so far this spring in Victoria Butch. Yeah, no reason why she can't. She's gone track record, track record, and they say she's got better. Yes. Goodness me, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be putting a saddle on, no. on one chasing her, would you? No. And that's why some of them are dodging the race, from what I can gather. Um, look, she's a dollar fifty, as you say, and, and she'll sh- start that short, if not shorter. She loves the valley. Uh, if she has improved, and no reason to doubt uh, that she has. Um, look, it's, it's a frightening thought for, for those uh, in the race against her. She is of the absolute highest class, as we've said, for a long, long time. Another with an extraordinary win ratio and a great advertisement for uh, that uh, Tiakia stable based in the, across the Tasman. And they've fallen away big time, too, from the champion sprint there on that final day of that Flemington Carnival. So a few of the Everest hopes are staying in, in Sydney, of course. The, the Everest star is staying in Sydney for the Giggy Kick, which is the 1,300-metre race there, I think, on Derby Day. And then you've got probably only in secret that'll come down and, and that'll be a great battle in secret was nearly the run of the race of the Everest. So Australia's best mare taking on New Zealand's best mare um, down that straight. So that will be one of the highlights I reckon anyway, despite the, the field dropping off a little bit for that champion sprint, you get two great mares going at it down that straight. Yeah. And in secret's got uh, form on the board down the straight, doesn't she? Uh, we saw her to good effect over the carnival last year. So uh, that'll be in her favour, in the favour of Imperatrices, that uh, they've been very determined that she was domiciled in Melbourne, she was going to race in Melbourne. She had a, a set target of Group 1 races all the way through, and uh, she's uh, she's through uh, the first two races, and now uh, she gets uh, another one this weekend and then into the champion stake. So, yep, you're right, it'll be a cracking contest. Imperatrice in secret, I know which way I'll be going. I think, yes. I think... Um... The Crystal Mile should be a beauty. Wait for age group two event over the 1,600 metres at the Valley on Cox Plate Day. And Tino, um, which is a son of Redwood that was so brave there the other day in the Turak handicap, he looks like he'll be tough to beat. But we get to see your star, Mad Prowess, for the first time this carnival in Australia. Yeah, I can report. I can report that she galloped between races uh, on Saturday at uh, Sarapa and uh, look, she looked outstanding. She'd, she'd galloped. I'd seen her uh, prior as well, and she just looked like she'd come on immensely. She's a, when you see her uh, in the flesh and you lay eyes on her, uh, you'll see what a what a big mare she is, what an imposing sort of a mare, and she's furnished uh, from three to four, and she just looked really, really good on Saturday galloping between races. So uh, I, I'd expect her to uh, have taken enormous benefit out of that first up run, and Yep, El Tino would be awfully hard to beat, but she, as we saw when she uh, donkey-licked them in the vinery, was it, in Sydney, that she is uh, one out of the top drawer. And I know Roger James extremely disappointed that he had a few hiccups that couldn't get her to the Cox Plate, but there'll be a a reason why she's running uh, in the Crystal Mile, and that will be to have her uh, acclimatised and accustomed, if you like, to the Valley for next year. What are we doing with Skill If after the weekend? You don't know. Yeah. Um, look, she, you know, she uh, was good in the barrier, so that's all work. Um, and maybe just the fact that she's had to do uh, so much different stuff to, to get that, those barrier manners right. Uh, you can forgive them one because, uh, look, when she won the Group 1, she would have been very good in the Waikato Stud Foxbridge played in running second. Then she won the Group 1 at Hastings uh, well. So uh, there's no doubting her ability. Uh, maybe uh, the mental side of it has been in question. And, and now that she appears to have got those sort of uh, traits ironed out, uh, maybe they'll give her uh, an excuse. I'm not sure she'll go to the Golden Eagle, but 
plenty of options for big money that side of the Tasman, aren't there? Yeah, 100%, mate. Hey, love your work, Butch. Looking forward to seeing some of your stars. It could be a Kiwi domination of the Valley over the weekend. Looking forward to seeing what unfolds, but we appreciate your time as always. We'll take James McDonald on Romantic Warrior as well. Oh, okay. so we can't even get a cop's plate. Yep. <laughs> J-Mac, I think he's a Kiwi boy at heart. But you know what? He, he, like when you ask him about the All Blacks and all that, he's, he's he's sort of like, I think he's a 50-50 split these days. I know Waller's definitely an All Black still. I don't think anyone could be backing the Wallabies at the moment. I think James would be 100 yeah. Yeah, well, and the we, Blacks as, I, as I said to Sam Williams on Saturday, we don't really care about the rugby butchers. We say goodbye. Good luck anyway. <laughs> Good on you, <laughs> yeah, Butch. Still need it.